great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. The Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's show. This week I have actor Kevin Caliber. Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Uh, what's new with you? Ah, just always always something cool. Uh, did a little uh, workout thing with, uh, with a, a supermodel and a Hall of Fame football player yesterday, so I'm a little, a little tired and worn out today. <laughs> Which uh, football player was it? Uh, it was uh, Eric Dickerson, who was a Hall of Fame running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, how was that? Oh, it was so cool. It was um, just getting sit there and talk shop with a uh, real Hall of Famer. It was super cool. I'm a lifelong Rams fan. I'm originally from St. Louis, so I got to see the uh, Rams and the greatest show on turf uh, win the Super Bowl in my team. And uh, I moved out to L.A., and the Rams came back and followed me back out to L.A. Yeah. So it's uh, great. They're still my hometown team. Yeah, and they're not playing that bad this year either. No, no, they're doing great. That's what was funny is uh, the fact that um, whenever I'm sitting there talking with Eric, uh, we got to actually get into some pretty well in-depth conversations about it. And I think I threw him off a little bit because I was throwing a couple stats at him that uh, – I'm a big sports guy, so I threw a couple stats at him. I think it was kind of surprising him. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to root for them now. I mean, uh, I rooted against them obviously because I'm from Massachusetts when the Patriots beat them in the Super Bowl. But uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, but I, <laughs> but I do root for them now because I, I have Todd Gurley, yeah, uh, one of my fantasy teams. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's uh, one of the best backs in the game, possibly the best back in the NFC. So, uh, yeah, good reason. To, but if you're if you're a Patriots fan, then um, I think it's uh, you're you're pretty spoiled as a whole. So I oh, think yeah. you're. Oh, yeah. I think it's okay if you lend a little bit of that um, rooting to uh, the 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 West Coast and the Rams. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna end soon. So. Oh, it's uh, yeah. I think that the writing's on the wall, but. Uh, Hey, you know, with that that all uh, coach and quarterback combo, uh, you got you guys uh, definitely this year, and we'll see what happens after that. Oh yeah. So uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. You said you're from St. Louis. Uh, how was it growing up there? Uh, growing up in St. Louis was um, pretty cool, and uh, it was a good place to grow up. Place I didn't want to grow old. It's uh, kind of the you know the heart heart of America. You know, just the heart of the Midwest. We got um, everything is. You know, kind of classic. We all played played baseball all summer. We all followed the Cardinals. Of course, Cardinal baseball is life. Uh, it's a little bit. It, it's right at the cusp of being in the South and in the Bible Belt. So you kind of get pulled in each direction. It's definitely a red state, um, which the traditions are really hard hardcore there. So growing up there was uh, you have the solid foundation, and um, honestly, I uh, almost couldn't wait to leave because uh, it's a big world out there, and um, it's nice to, nice to be able to think a little more like yourself instead of being told how to, how to think. Did you leave after high school or, like, college? After, after high school, I joined the uh, – I, I graduated high school in 2000, and in 01, I was just working construction, just, uh, you know, typical swinging a hammer, doing, doing my thing, and um, then 9-11 hit. And whenever 9-11 hit – I joined the Marine Corps. So one of the reasons why I joined the Marine Corps as opposed to the other ones is that it, it, uh, it put me in San Diego. 
And once I got to San Diego, I absolutely fell in love with Southern California. And um, just I, I went back to the Midwest after after the, my brief run in the Marine Corps and I always knew that I was going to end up back out back out in California. Did you uh, – was it because you wanted to pursue an acting? Yeah, I was I was always in entertainment. Um, I worked uh, I, I did uh, I did theater in high school and I played music in bands and I always enjoyed performing. And then whenever I went after after the Marine Corps, whenever I got I really started my music career and uh, had had a decent run with a band uh, that I started and uh, reformed. Uh, our name was De Sober. We uh, they played us on the local St. Louis radio. Uh, we got to open up whenever all the big bands came through. So it was like being that mini rock star, rock star life, living in the in the small town, and um, always I, I wanted to make it my career, and I, I really couldn't get the rest of the band to to jump on board. And I kept telling, I was like, you know, I want to perform for a living. It's what I love, what I you know what I want to do. And whenever I, after the band broke up, um, I started making my making my strategic out plan to move move out to L.A. and. Uh, you know, jump in two two feet into the deep end and uh, go full force at it. Did you um? So what like what made you pursue into acting? It was the acting was whenever I was in St. Louis about two years, a uh, year and a half, two years before I moved out. Um, somebody tagged me on Facebook that they said uh, it was it was a local company called Cool Fire Productions. They were casting for a um, new TV show that they were doing that was kind of like Modern Family, because this was probably seven years ago, so it's when Modern Family was uh, the new hot hit, hottest show on TV. It was something like people hadn't seen. And uh, we, uh, somebody ta- yeah, got tagged on Facebook and went, went out for it and ended up booking like the, the young male lead in it. And um, I was I was working as a civil engineer at the time, and I would I didn't really tell the people at my work. I just kind of took like some vacation time, and I would go and I would film. And it was uh, it was an LA based or an LA production that was filmed in LA, but the, the entire crew, everybody was from LA. Everybody was Hollywood, and uh, the producers, the director, everybody came out. And uh, I and I just getting that little bit of a taste of it. I just, I wanted more. And then the show inevitably, uh, we filmed the pilot and it never got picked up. So the moment that, uh, as soon I, I put my house up for sale and I said, this is what I want to do. It was like that little tease and just enough of a taste of it that really made me want it, wanted to make me pursue it a hundred percent full time. And there was something about that, that working that desk job for a couple years, after my band that um, I wasn't performing anymore, that it just re-sparked something in me. And I said, if I'm going to do it, now's the time to do it. Yeah. I know I, I noticed on your IMDb that you've been liking a lot of things. Yeah, I, uh, wherever I came out, it was just, uh, I'm, uh, you know, it was like trying to find that niche. So so I was jumping in with these different groups, and they, they keep saying networking, networking is the way to do it. So I got in with uh, some pretty good um, horror movie movie groups and uh, got into some pretty cool projects there. I got a new one called uh, The Campus that I actually get to play the creature in, which was just so much fun because it's not being myself because I kind of get trapped into, you know, being kind of the, you know, the, the pretty boy type. So I get to kind of do that. And uh, there's one called Ugly Sweater Party that was so much fun and uh, a couple of these other things and uh, – I just I work with every group that I can, and um, everybody's got something. It's all about staying busy. 
because until you get to that next level, it's uh, we got to do a lot of projects because those day rates, uh, you know, we still got to survive. So it, it kind of becomes a lot because I you get uh, we all get typecast, and with me, I do a lot of the um, a lot of cop, a lot of military with my military background, and uh, I always seem to play the kind of the asshole, the douchebag, and. Uh, <laughs> So with that, it's just kind of jumping on every opportunity that you can, and uh, and you never know which project's going to be the one that's um, going to going to turn out to be bigger or or uh, provide the next opportunity because the goal is to be either on a long running show or a, or a movie franchise that you could go and revisit it again and again and um, really create a character that you could uh, create and make your own for a, for a long time to come, which is. Uh, I think it's uh, the goal. The goal is to be able to ha- have a character that we can create for a long time to come. Yeah. What? Well, um. When you moved to LA, uh, did you uh, like start taking some acting classes also while you were out there? Yeah. As soon as I moved to LA, it immediately started being um, getting in some uh, some on camera classes, some auditions, scene study. There's improv there's so many different classes that we take and uh, every teacher's kind of got their different way of doing it so it's taking as many as i can to try and get a variety uh to basically sharpen all those skills as well as the stunt the stage fighting the uh, the martial arts uh a little bit of everything to try and uh try and try and become a well-rounded you know actor do you uh do you try to do your own stunts when you're filming I do my own stunts as often as I can. Sometimes they don't allow you. We have our union rules that uh, sometimes keep us from doing that. But for the most part, I try to do all my own stunts. My goal is to be uh, to be the to be the action star and uh, be in action movies and be able to play the drama as well as the comedy. And then whenever it comes time to throwing down or running and gunning or jumping off stuff, I definitely try to do that. I've been training uh, for that for for years now to try and make it look good because uh, I, I previously did martial arts, but once you come to start doing that on on camera, it's a whole different story. And it was it was like my second week in class, and we're and we're we're in there. Uh, I was in a fight scenario where it was a um, four on one, and I was the one. And I, you know. It, they, they do it so that whenever it comes time for uh, for, for the filming that you, you got to know your camera angles and everything else. And we're out there. We're just we're just throwing it down, doing this exercise. And I felt so terrible because right in the middle of it, I blasted a guy right in his mouth. And my, 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 my second knuckle right on my ring, my middle finger, the biggest knuckle you got, caught him right on his canine tooth and it absolutely destroyed all flesh in between uh opened my hand wide open opened his face wide you know wide open and we say uh i guess that's uh why we got to practice and rehearse so that (laughs) these types of things don't happen on set and and it's uh definitely something after that it's like ooh, i'm not I'm kind of glad that uh, sometimes I have a stuntman so that uh, I'm not the one getting blasted in the face because <laughs> uh, there's only so many of those that you could take before uh, before the scars add up and your uh, the modeling career is uh, no more. <laughs> <laughs> then you're playing like homeless guys, right? Exactly. I felt so so bad for the guy, and 
he's an actor too, but he's a he's uh, trying to be a full time stunt man. And uh, he luckily he had a little bit of the rougher look, and uh, you know, a little, little little scar. It healed up nicely with a little scar above his lip. Uh, it, what do you think is your biggest achievement so far in the acting field? Uh, I would have to say the bi- the biggest one so far is uh, the one that just came out on Hulu. That is the uh, Future Man. It is a project that I had been I've known about for a couple years now. I am a huge, huge, huge Seth Rogen fan, and um, been following his career for years. And whenever he moved into the producing and directing. Uh, I'm just aware of every project that he did. And I remember, because it was right around whenever Preacher came out, which I'm a big fan of as well, I looked and saw they had another show that was in development. And uh, this was a year and a half ago. And whenever this this following, this last spring, uh, I got, you know, get that, that, that email saying that audition for Future Man, I immediately knew what it was. And uh, went in there and just ha- had fun with it. And it started off as a day player. I played the character of Blaze. Originally, it was just one episode, one day. And then that turned into a recurring. Um, I got in there and was, yeah, get, getting a chance to ha- hang out with the writers and producers and really had a lot of fun with it and just had so much fun. It was the biggest, the biggest one that I've done so far as far as project-wise. I've done a lot of big parts on very small productions and very small parts on big productions. So it was fine. It was a lot of fun to finally be uh, be a key player on a, on a bigger production for sure. And um, you said Seth Rogen is the one that wrote the Future Man. Uh, the the writers were the same writers. It was uh, Ariel Shafir and uh, Kyle Hunter from. Uh, they're they're best known for writing Sausage Party. Okay. The uh, the 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 movie. Uh, you know, if you're familiar with that that movie, uh, it was absolute stoner humor, just yeah. hilarious stuff. They don't hold back. So they actually all went to uh to the university together up in Canada with Seth and Evan. And have been working all together for years, and this is their very first TV show. And Seth Rogen came in, directed a bunch of the episodes. He was producer on it, so he was always there. He had a really big hand in it, and I I, I love the the decisions that, um, that that Seth has made on wh- which projects to get involved with. And this was one that's uh, right up there with the rest. I know. Um, you know, he's got the disaster artist that he just produced that's coming out this week, and it's it's always something with him. Yeah. I just uh, lo- lo- love his style, and it was great to great to work with his team and uh, just have that opportunity to, to present it on a different level. The Man Cave Chronicles on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. We'll be right back. This is Adam Nutter. And this is Greg Trout. And we're Nerds with Words, and you are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Hey guys, Brian Padone here, founder of Quiet Punch. When I'm not listening to the Man Cave Chronicles, you can catch me filming one of my live workouts on quietpunch.com. Check it out today. That's quietpunch.com. 
Rotoware.com. Rotoware. Big shout out to the Rotoware uh, company. It's so goddamn comfortable. Can't recommend them enough, man. Yeah. High quality t shirts. Shout out to Rotoware.com. You see me rocking the shirts on the videos and stuff like that. Where'd you get that? Rotoware. That is courtesy of Rotoware. It's just it's just the highest quality of shirts. Yeah, I really like the baseball designs you got here. The shirt is beautiful. Everybody who I've talked to who has the shirt basically says they can't believe how good the quality is. Yeah, kid, I've seen you've been getting a lot of love. You said you've been only running for a little over a month. CBS guys are tweeting out shirts. I'm seeing fantasy personalities everywhere digging this guy's shirt. I love the Run DFS shirt. It comes with the baseball cards with all the different shirts on it. Rotoware on Twitter. Check out rotoware.com. Oh my God. Is this, is this shirt making love to me right now? Like, what's going on? I love this shirt. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time world champion, WWE Hall of Famer, and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. And you, monkey, well, you, you're listening to my main man, the man with a plan, Elias, on Man Cave Chronicles. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Bang! I um I saw on IMDb that you uh you're playing Peter Parker in Venom. Oh yeah, you could you could negate that one. That one was one that uh we we did a we did a pilot for it for for Netflix, and um, we got kind of cock blocked by Sony. And Sony decided to go with the full Spider-Man universe for film instead. So they have, uh, that's the one where they have Tom Hardy playing Venom in the new Venom movie. And then after, uh, after two more films in the Marvel universe, they're going to bring Spider-Man back over. So the original idea was to have, have the, uh, to have it linked in with the Netflix universe, but you know the rights and everything else that uh, get involved. That uh, it's, a, it's a shame that uh, that that didn't come to be because we we were, we were filming it, having a great time with it. We had a great great team out at that one, and uh, it's a shame that uh, it's a shame that uh, Netflix uh, couldn't couldn't quite get uh, get the rights to it. But uh, but Sony, they're they're pretty strict on theirs because Sony owns some rights. Fox has rights to certain one, and then Disney owns the rest of it. And once it comes to that, it comes to a rights issue, and all that's out of our hands. It's too bad. It's too bad because most of the times when Netflix touches something, it turns into gold. Absolutely, and it, and it makes sense with uh, with what they're trying to do. Is Netflix is going with uh, more of the I hate to say second rate because by no means is Punisher second rate. Punisher might have been my favorite favorite comic while I was growing up. I was drawn more to the dark dark characters with the Punisher and Daredevil and Luke Cage and everything that Netflix uh, Netflix goes for. It's just, it's, it's, it's great. It's great television. It's, uh, to me, that's, uh, that's the universe that I, that I really enjoy. I love the Marvel universe, don't get me wrong, but uh, those are the ones where whenever you have these full-run seasons on Netflix that you really get to know the characters a whole lot better. And I also noticed that you did an episode of uh, Supergirl. Supergirl, yes, I was the man in the suit. I uh, I played played Superman in the uh, in the first season of uh, Supergirl. It was um, it, it, it was all non-speaking. It was because they wanted to establish Supergirl as as uh, the girl that stands alone on her own. And I played Superman. I was um, 
uh, and they, they tried to make Superman just glimpses and flashes and almost like a tease to, uh, to the audience that you knew that it was in the same universe as Superman without actually making it. They were afraid that once they showed Superman, that's all that the show would be about. And uh, unfortunately, I was hired whenever it was uh, CBS was doing it. It was okay. originally in L.A. Yeah. yeah, we filmed at Warner Brothers in L.A. It was a CBS show. And then they switched networks over to the CW, and the show moved to Canada. And whenever that happened, they recasted Superman and then brought, brought in a different Superman for uh, season two. But uh, I was, I was uh, Superman in season one. So that was the first, one of the first times I ever got to, got to put on a really cool, cool suit and have some fun with it. <laughs> what are, what are uh, some other like, future projects that you're working on right now? Some of the ones I'm working on right now, I just shot one that's going to be an Amazon show called First List. Uh, I play play an FBI agent in that one. Um, should, should be a lot of fun. We just, just wrapped that. Uh, coming out pretty soon is, um, uh, I mentioned it earlier, Ugly Sweater Party. It is a Christmas comedy horror film that uh, is going to be out around, around Christmas time, which is coming up very, very soon. And uh, another horror movie that I did was uh, The Campus. There's another one I mentioned. I played the, play the, the big bad creature in that one. And there's another, another film that's getting ready to be uh, available on demand and um, on DVD if people uh, still buy DVDs. <laughs> but uh, that one is called uh, Escape from Ensenada. I got to have a lot of fun doing a lot of stunts and um, firing and all sorts of good stuff on that one. What do you, what do you think is your hardest role that you ever played so far? Ooh, the hardest role. Well, we all kind of, um, we, we, we get kind of pigeonholed into certain things, and then sometimes we got to play out of character. And for me, it's, um, it, it was, uh, I did one called uh, A God Among Sheep, and that one was, I was playing completely against type, out of character. I had to throw in a little bit of an accent to it. It was one that, that uh, a lot of depths to the character. I was a bad guy. I was a lot of like just basically the opposite of what I am as myself. And to to go into that, you have to do so much. You have to analyze the text so much, and just really, really, you have to put your mind there. And I'm not a method actor, so for me, I can't just walk around being this bad guy for two weeks leading up to it. So it's easy. I kind of turn it on and off, and it's roles like that that whenever you have to turn it on, whenever it's go time, that uh, is really a challenge. But it's such a challenge that uh, that I welcome as an actor. I think that we all do. That uh, we we want something to to stretch us out and um, not be ourselves. Because that's one of the fun things about acting is that uh, we get to play these different characters every day and really just be be the opposite of of what we are and we get to have fun. I mean, we're literally playing dress up and, you know, acting like yeah. characters for a living. So it's a, it's a great, great, great fun. That, uh, every time you do it, you got to enjoy it. Do you have a favorite role that you play that you like enjoyed it a lot? Uh, I think that my favorite role that I played was a uh, blaze from, from future man. He's just, he's, he's so, he, he's, uh, he's lovable and oblivious and, um, you know, just uh, just a lot of fun, and the comedy that they wrote wrote for it was was so good. And being on set, I would say my lines, 
And then you have all these amazing comedic geniuses sitting sitting on the side of the set, and then after they yell cut, they say, hey, this time say this. This time say this. So they're throwing these things at It's just jokes in the moment, and then you're just kind of having fun with it that uh, – that to get to do that is just so much fun. Uh, that show's actually on my queue. To, to I'm so behind on TV shows; it's it's like ridiculous. But it's on my uh, it's on my queue, and I was telling my wife like we need to watch this only because it has like time travel, and who doesn't like time travel? Stuff? Yes, yes, it, it, it's the great, it's the classic fish out of water story. You take these people from uh, the future who know nothing of the past and then you get to get to jettison them into all the all the different eras and that's where i fall in is uh on it whenever you watch it wolf is the hardened the hardened soldier from the future and whenever he gets thrown back into the past he lands in the 80s and the 80s is just such a party a party like he's never seen before so that's where he wants to stay and then that's where blaze comes in me and him become best buddies and uh, just we, we party throughout the 80s. And the nostalgia factor is amazing. Every scene is paying homage to another another show, another movie, another era, characters, everything else. So you'll, ha- you'll have a lot of fun with it just on the nostalgia overload alone. Let alone, it's just, it, it, it's just a fun show. It doesn't take itself too serious. And these guys, they really go for it and uh, don't, don't hold back. So that's one of the benefits of not being on network TV is that, uh, you know, they could, they could use the, the language that they want or, uh, you know, they have the options to show whatever they want. And uh, with being on Hulu, it really allows you to um, be, be more creative. Yeah. What do you uh... – if you weren't an actor, what do you think you you would have been right now? Well, um, after after the military, I did. Uh, I, was, I was an engineer for a little while, and I really actually thought about becoming becoming getting into uh, either law enforcement or a uh, or, or a fireman or something in that. I always I always found myself as the natural kind of protector. I guess you could say. I always kind of took that as something that I, that I wanted to do. And, um, and I, I'm a physical person. I'm pretty, pretty big, big guy that, uh, you know, likes to, likes to move around. The desk job wasn't really for me. And, um, I think that that's where, where it inevitably would, it would have ended up. I think I'd probably end up being, uh, being, being, being a cop or a fireman or something, something very blue collar is my speed. What do you, um, what are some of your like uh, inspirations? Like, who do you look up to for like in the acting world that you try to model yourself under? Well, um, historically, my biggest inspiration was um, is Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger. From him to co- come out and just be uh, just be a body and not 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 even be able to speak good English, but still somehow be able to turn it turn it into what he did. Because as a, as a bigger guy and a muscular guy, we get kind of pigeonholed as, as you know, being dumb or being this or being that. And uh, it's, it's great to see somebody that can be so successful who's just a good businessman as well as make good decisions. And, you know, again, he doesn't take himself too serious. He has fun with every role that he does. So if I could, if I could latch on to somebody like James Cameron and be in these big movies, it would, it would just, be, just be amazing. And as far as more of the modern guys, um, I re- really, really like Chris Evans. 
who is um, best known for Captain America, but I've been following his career for so much longer before that. He does these, he makes these amazing choices. He does these these uh, independent films that are very artistic. He'll play the good guy, the bad guy, the, the this, the that, and he shows that there really is much more to him. There's so much depth that you could be that uh, I really try to model myself after after guys like that that could be the be the superhero in the big budget movie like a Mark Wahlberg with the way he does it, but as well as be able to to pull in the reins and do uh, do a completely character driven independent film that uh, some cases are tear jerkers, they're emotional, they're everything else. So it's uh, it's nice to see that these guys um, are paving the way for. Uh, for, for the up-and-comers that uh, we don't have to be pigeonholed and be nothing but these muscle guys forever. <laughs> what do you think is your dream role? Uh, my dream role? I've been asked that a few times, and uh, there, there's, uh, there, there's roles that are like the, the, the classic, classic roles that, uh, you know, whenever I got really close with, uh, with like, the Superman and Supergirl or the... Uh, you know, even like Peter Parker and Venom and uh, a couple of these other ones that are they're, they're put on these uh, these pedestals. But um, yeah, as far as like 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 not classic, more of a more of a uh, of a trope style. Um, I would just I, I would love love to be the um, uh, like just just the character that is like the um, like. I don't even know if they've, I'm sure if they've done it. I, I, I thought of uh, the character that uh, Arnold played in um, True Lies, where he's the, the secret agent that is the family man, that is the, uh, you know, he, you got kind of the buddy cop that he had going on, so it was funny, it was dramatic, it was action, it was emotional, it was hit on every level. I would just uh, love that. So if, uh, if they're looking to make a new uh, a new True Lies. I think that that would uh, that would be the uh, the new new dream role. I think it's the most underrated movie out of the '90s. And uh, hey, they, they're remaking everything else. Why yeah. not remake that and uh, cast, cast Kevin Caliber as uh, Harry Tasker? <laughs> <laughs> I remember renting that movie on VHS with my brother for like a few times just to watch it. Oh, it was great. There, there's uh, they, they 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 told the story. They did it well. Uh, but hell, even Tom Arnold was was yeah. good in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Arnold, because you said you're a big fan of his, did you ever watch that documentary with him, the Pumping Iron? Pumping Iron, yes, of course I watched that. I watched the every every version of Pumping Iron that ever came out, and that was one of the things that originally made me want to get into um, into muscle and fitness and bodybuilding. Uh, I watched that, I want to say, for the first time when I was about 12 years old. Uh, my dad used to take me to the theater to see, uh, I mean, I saw, like, Total Recall and Terminator 2 and True Lies. I saw all these movies in the movie theater. And then after seeing Pumping Iron, it really made me want to start working out. And uh, I remember I got my dad to, to take me to, I remember it well, Powerhouse Gym back in St. Louis. I was uh, I was too young to join the gym, but I was already a bigger kid, so they say so let me come in and start working out. And I want to say I was 13 at the time. I think they had a 14 or 15 year old age age uh, you know minimum on it, but they let me come in. And uh, one of the prop, one of the most other proud things I've ever done in my life is um, after working out for 20 years, uh, I decided to put it all out there, and I went and uh, competed in. Um, 
the Mr. Muscle Beach competition down in Venice, Venice Beach, California, which uh, is just, you know, it's the old, it's the old Mecca. It's where, you know, whenever I think about pumping iron, I yeah. think about all those guys working out, working out outside down at Venice Beach and Muscle Beach. It's uh, really what it was all about. And in my second year of competing down there, I took first place in my division nice. and uh and it was one of the one of the weird you know fun little accomplishments i ever had i know i don't want to be a bodybuilder but uh, it was one of those challenges that i gave myself that i always wanted to do and every time i think about like pumping iron i, I think about muscle beach and that's uh, my direct correlation so for me to go down there and win first place down at muscle beach it was uh definitely a definitely a big crowning achievement for yeah. me and if, you rem- and if you remember in pumping iron too it was like um it was intense because even like Lou Ferrigno was in that too. Oh yeah, yeah. Lou finished third in that. Yeah, because he was the he was the dark prince from the from the East Coast, and and Arnold at the time was the golden god from the West Coast, and uh, yeah, really great stuff. Uh, yeah, it was and that, a... th- those boys still look incredible. I got oh, to meet yeah. Arnold. Um, I got got to meet Arnold last year. He st- he still looks absolutely incredible. So. It was, uh, it was a trip, uh, you know, to even uh, be able to live in this world and do what I do now and run across these guys I've been looking up to my entire life. And now I get to kind of cross paths with them every now and again and, uh, and you know, chat with them, embrace with them. Get, it's, uh, it really is a trip. Have you had, a, like, a favorite person that you've worked with that you were excited as soon as you heard that you were going to be working with them? Um, there, there's, there's been a couple, I'm pretty good about not getting too, too over the top with it, but every now and again, there's been a couple and honestly it was, it was Seth Rogen was the one that, uh, cause whenever I first met him, I, w- I was really shy and I was like, Hey, you know, and then whenever I said a line and Seth Rogen has such a famous laugh, it's you could hear it. And whenever I set a line and I heard Seth laugh, that's the one that, uh, that, that really kind of tickled me in, in my own little way. And, uh, got me a little giddy. It's like, Ooh, Seth laughed at, uh, you know, I didn't write the line, but, uh, he laughed, he laughed at what I said. <laughs> yeah. A little, little mini geek out yeah. moment. He seems like he's a nice guy. He is such a nice guy and he's such a hard worker. Um, he deserves every bit that, that he's gotten. Um, I, I've, I've been doing this long enough now. I've been, been doing this full-time for five years. I've been on enough sets that you see the guys that kind of kind of phone it in, take it for granted. They get hired just by their name, and they do the minimal work. But with Seth, he, he really is just, uh, for being such a heaven, you know, for being the, the, the stoner that he is, and uh, <laughs> you get kind of, uh, you know, you kind of assume the stoners are slackers and lazy, but he is like the opposite of that. He just comes to work every day, and we knew that if Seth was there, it was going to be a long day because he's a, he's an absolute perfectionist, and he just wants the best for everything, and uh, he deserves every bit that every bit that's come his way because he really is just just so funny, so cool, and um, easygoing as well as uh, you know you, you want to perform well for him whenever he's there as well. Do you? Uh... Do you have any uh, like guilty pleasures, like favorite uh, TV shows that you you've been watching recently? Uh, the, the the TV shows uh, I've been I uh, I recently got HBO again, and I had to catch up on a bunch of them. 
And uh, one of them was uh, Entourage. I'd seen the whole season, the whole series before. I started rewatching it because that was one of the other ones of uh, seeing those guys, the way they went through life, made me want to move to Hollywood and uh, just wanted to have uh, just a fraction it's a good of what show. those boys yeah. had. But yeah, they, 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 you know, just the cameo factor alone is really cool. And then uh, and I started watching uh, Silicon Valley again. I watched season one of it back in the, years ago, and uh, I think they're up to four seasons now. And it was one of those deals I could not stop watching. It was one that, that kept me up one episode after another, And uh, which is funny because I don't do computers, and half the stuff that they're talking about, they could be speaking Spanish. But the way that it's written, it's the comedy. I'm a huge fan of Mike Judge. I've yeah. always been, you know, all the way back to the Beavis and Butthead days. Every single one of his movies that he ever did. Off, uh, office Space? Uh, something that I would, oh, Office Space. Yeah, yeah, Extract. You got your Idiocracy. Yeah. Um, I would watch any. I've, I've seen every one of his films so many times that it's just it's a different brand of humor that you're not, you, you know, you don't see a lot of. So for him to be able to put that in a show, I just I really enjoy it. He's one of the ones I would certainly love to work with someday. And uh, that that whole cast on Silicon Valley, those guys are all just so talented, and uh, they really do. They make those they bring those characters to life like no other. Yeah. What's a fun fact uh, that you want to tell the listeners about you? Huh. Fun fact. Hmm. Hmm, that was a toughie. <laughs> Fun fact about me. Hmm. Well, fun fact about me. Boy, that is a tough one. I should have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, geez, what would that be? I guess you go all the way back to uh, where I was back in high school. I was. I've always been a been kind of the bigger athletic guy, and I was. Uh, you know, playing football, but all the football guys didn't like me because I was in theater, but the theater kids didn't like me because they thought I was a jock. So instead, I just hung out with all the stoners and played music. Sounds like a movie plot. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah, I need to, need to write, write, write that up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, and um, lastly, how can the listeners and fans get a hold of you are you on twitter and instagram i am on i am on uh instagram at kevin caliber facebook kevin caliber twitter apparently there already is like 19 kevin calibers out there of every way that i could have written it which is annoying because i'm the only one so i'm actually kevin caliber la on twitter and uh yeah hit hit, hit me up follow me please uh you know i i post everything that i can and um yeah all the all the good stuff coming up and there's a whole lot more of it that i forget because a lot of times here in hollywood we film something it doesn't come out for a year and you kind of forget about it and all of a sudden you get tagged in something or uh you get invited to a premiere and you for completely forgot what it was because it was 32 projects ago <laughs> so uh always something fun coming out i'm sure i did something last year that's getting ready to come out <laughs> to come out now that uh I'm really excited to share with once I once I have the word. All right. Well, thank you for coming coming on the show, and I hope you come back. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, definitely next time. Uh, any, anything else that comes out, I got a, a Tyler Perry show coming out called The Have and Have Nots next year. Got a nice part on that, and uh, so that's where people will see me next year. All 
All right. Uh, thanks for coming on. All right. Thank you.